Shalom to everyone. What I would like to do today is say an idea about how we get into the mood of Pesach, which is in a couple of days. This is the Shabbos Agadol. And I think that the idea that will come out will be very fitting for what we are all going through today. The main question I want to share with you, specifically in the Haggadah, is why did the Baal Haggadah decide to start the whole Haggadah out of nowhere suddenly speaking about the poor people's bread, i.e. the Matzah? This poor, poor people's bread, that our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt, etc. And it goes on to say, whoever needs should come and join us, all the poor people, etc. But why is it fitting to start the Haggadah with these words, it's kind of out of left field. We didn't even start speaking about why we have matzah, why we have this poor people's bread. We didn't say anything. And suddenly we say, you should know, this is poor people's bread. What does it have anything to do with the Haggadah? It, it, I mean, it has to do with the Haggadah, but why now? It almost seems to be out of place, out of left field, that we start off the Haggadah in such a way. That's the main question we want to deal with. The other question that everyone's asking, and all the G'doylim are saying their two cents about the issue is, what does Hashem want from us, seeing that we're all stuck in our homes? So we did touch upon this topic two weeks ago, but I want to add something that I think is to do with what Pesach is all about, and the way our frame of mind should be. So, I saw a very interesting idea that is brought down in this book called El Hamiluim, and he brings a mashal, a parable, that through that he, he answers this question. And the story goes as follows, once upon a time, there was a king, and he went to hunt, like a lot of kings used to do in those days, and on his way he bumped into a shepherd, a young Jewish boy, now, boy was a young Jewish man, and the king started to talk to him, and he realized this person is really, really smart, and he's an excellent person, and he said, you know what, I would like to have someone that I can consult with in my kingship. So he offered him to stop being a shepherd and to come work by him and be part of the kingship as a, as a consultant, a yoetz. And indeed, he succeeded in an incredible way, and he quickly went up the ladder of hierarchy of the ministers, the people working in the kingship, until he reached, in a very short period of time, something which is considered the best of the best, which is the treasure, to be the treasurer of the king, the Sara Otsar type of idea. And, of course, all the other servants and all the other Salim around him they were very upset they were like how come he can get to become the treasurer he just joined us and they were full of jealousy towards him so they kept saying all kinds of things to the king about him but the king knew they were just jealous but it reached a climax where the king realized they had no choice and they said he's for sure taking money from you and um, we're sure that in his house he has a luxurious house and the king had no choice but to go with his with the other salim, the other sergeants together with him 
and they walked towards the house of where this Jewish, the Sal the treasurer, lived. And as they barged into the house, they quickly noticed that they were totally wrong. And everything in that house is very simple. There's nothing special. The floors are old floors. The, the house is not even so big. The furnitures are all dilapidated pieces. And as they were about to leave, they suddenly saw a closed door that on the door it says, Entrance is forbidden. So they quickly realized, wow, no one's allowed to enter this room except for probably the father himself, the, the treasure. There must be something is hiding there. So the king commanded him to open the door, but he begged and pleaded, please, do not make me open this door. It's very embarrassing for me. But the king forced him to open the door. And so he had no choice but to open the door. As he walks into the door, everyone sees that all it is is a very small room that's totally empty. It doesn't even have a window, nothing. All it has is an old stick, a walking stick, an old walking stick, a little bag, like a school bag type of thing, and a flute. And all eyes turned towards the treasure to give them an explanation. What is this room for? And he says to them, I'm sure you're wondering to yourself, what is this room for? So let me explain. Before the king met me on that one day that he went hunting and offered me a position in his kingship, I was just a regular old shepherd, a very poor person. I just had enough to get by. And it's only through the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu ensured that I bump into the king, because as we know, everything is pre, pre-defined by Hashem, pre-planned, that I was able to slowly get into the kingship and get a very prestigious work that I became the treasure. So I wanted to make sure I realized that everything I have came from Hashem. I was a nothing without Hashem. And it's only through Hashem that I got to where I am. And I was thinking to myself, it's very easy for me to say, to think like this at the beginning. Because a couple of days ago I was a shepherd. But how am I going to ensure that this feeling will stay in me forever? And I decided the only way I can do so is if I have a little room that will remind me. And before I leave the house, every day, after I pray to Hashem, the first thing I do is I go into this room, secluded from everyone. I put the bag on me like I was when I was a shepherd. I use the flute like I did for the sheep and I walk a little bit or hold the, the, the stick that I used to have. And this is how I get into the mood of my day to ensure that I realize I'm really nothing if it wasn't from Hashem and Hashem's infinite chesed that He did with me is the only reason I, I'm able to be who I am today. So too, says the Elam Iluim, so too is what the Balagada perhaps had in mind. He said, wait a second, before we get all happy and and we will reach very high level of happiness on Leila Seder because it's a very special night and HaKadosh, we all, the Halacha even says that we should feel like we're kings, we're free, HaKadosh Buhu took us out of Mitzrayim, we even drink a lot of wine the same way kings used to drink in those days, leaning, it's very important to lean, it's an intrinsic idea in Leila Seder, why? Because we have to feel like we're kings. Because Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And we have to feel like kings and everything has to be 
very glorious around the table. It's very important. Why? Because Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. So easily one could think, oh, we're so good, we have everything, etc., etc. To make sure we're in the mood, in the correct mood, first we have to remind ourselves, wait a second. This matzah, although it's the matzah that on one, wears two hats, on one side, on one hand, I think we talked about this last year, it resembles the idea that HaKadosh Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim and, freed, and we, we went out of Mitzrayim. On the other hand, this is the poor people's bread that our forefathers ate. If, if it wasn't for HaKadosh Baruch we'd still be eating this bread all the time. We'd be just servants, avodim, if Hashem didn't take us out. Now what does this have to do with what we are going through today? So first of all, I want to share with you what I saw that really hit me hard. The other day I was driving back from, of course, we're only allowed to go to the grocery store or to the pharmacy. So I was driving back from, uh, from buying some food for Shabbos. I saw a big show right next to my show and it had a big banner on it, which struck me hard. The show was, as you know, most shows right now are closed. It had a big sign that said, Hashivenu. Bring us back. We want to return to you, Hashem. Let's restart like we did once with our relationship. Meaning, it feels like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on purpose pushing us away. And it's a very sad feeling. And why is Hashem doing this? We don't, none of us really know. We're not Nevi'im, we're not prophets. But one thing's for sure. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting us in a position that we're alone in our house, just with our families. And it's and as one Rav told me when I asked him, should I daven in a minion or should I daven on my own at home? And of course, we're not allowed to daven in a, a proper minion outside. But from a Lachuk perspective, there is there is an idea that one could, everyone goes on their balcony or in their garden, as in my case, and together we see each other. So some opinions say that one could perform a minion in such a way. But I told my Rav that it's, it's hard for me to concentrate that way. And then I'm forced to go at their speed. What should I do? Is it better for me to try to chaperai on this type of minion or daven on my own? And he said also a striking idea that you think is related to the Dvar Torah we're saying. And he told me, HaKadosh Baruch wants us now to take time out in our lives and work on our pnimius, on our internal, in our hearts, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch and it seems to be that in this fast day, pace, age, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, everyone is so engrossed in technology and how to make another dollar that people, even though they do the motions and actions of the Torah and mitzvahs, but perhaps we're all lacking a little bit in our panemius and what our heart feels towards Hashem. And this is the idea of the beginning that we just said about Halach Ma'anya. Take time out. Just realize we're nothing. It's only thanks to Hashem. And perhaps to get ready for the Geula and to bring the Geula closer and Mashiach to come, we should not wait for Leila Seder, but already now put ourselves in this mode. Instead of investing hours upon hours to clean the house, which of course we should clean the house and get rid of chametz, but we're also doing bitul chametz, so at the end of the day we're not really at risk to be over this big isuim. And instead we should brainstorm and work together with the family on how we really should be oived Hashem and thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the endless chassadim that He has done for us. And by that rekindle our relationship with Hashem, 
I mean, Hashem put us in this position to do this because we can't go on trips like most people do in Cholomoyed Pesach. We can't go to minions. We can't even socialize. We're just at home. And it's our chance to reconnect HaKadosh Baruch I'll just end with an idea also. It has nothing to do with Pesach, with Tisha B'Av. I remember one t- a couple of days after Tisha B'Av, I bumped into Rabbi Taub here in Israel in a wedding. And he told me a nice question and answer that I'll share with you and with this, with this will end. And I think it's related to this idea of, of thinking in a deep way of how in Pnimius, internally, how can we connect Hashem? Not just in the dry actions of Torah mitzvahs, but a lot more than that. Add a soul to, to, to the mitzvahs and Torah that we do and realize that we're doing it to reconnect Hashem and to maximize our potential in this world. And that is, he asked me the following, he goes, what's Shad? We know that the Chuban Beis HaMikdash was because we weren't nice enough one to another. Sinas Chinam. Hatred between one, one Jew and another. So he said, so how can it be that Dafka on Tisha B'Av, one is not allowed to say hello to his friend? You would think the opposite is true. Everyone should say hello. So he told me, B'Shem is Chavrusa, a beautiful answer, which I think is the same idea that we're saying now. Because perhaps our issue is, maybe we do say hello to our friend, but do we really mean it? Do we really feel for our fellow Jew? Like it says in the Torah, that you should love your fellow Jews just like you love yourself. This is a time to take time out. And that's why I allowed myself to pass my normal amount of time of Shtikol uh, Torah. Now we're reaching 13 minutes here. And to take time out and just think, how can I reconnect Hashem? How can I get? How can I get that mode to ensure that I'm like that, my wife's like that, my kids are like that, and they have this f- internal fire to connect Hashem? Because we love Hashem and realize Hashem gave us everything we have, and through that, a person will want to continue doing Torah and mitzvahs as opposed to someone that just does it because he knows he needs to and it's a dry action. But when you really love someone and you realize the mechanism to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu is through Torah Mitzvahs and Chesed, surely a person will continue doing that in a way that will continue to generations to come. Yeratzon that will take this idea deep into our personal lives and the Mirza Hashem through that bring Mashiach closer. Bimhiravi Amenu. Amen.